The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Welcome to the SWBC Mortgage Living Room Live in Frisco, Texas. Fellas, this is how I'm going to watch the games from now on because I cannot take it. I cannot take the emotional roller coaster, so I'm going to hide behind these glasses and this hat <laughs> when I watch the games going forward, just like a, a poker player, so you won't know whether I'm crying, whether I'm laughing, whether I'm smiling. I can't take this anymore. What in the hell is going on with this team? Dak Prescott sets all these records yesterday. The defense looks great at times. They look completely lost at other times. Like, what the hell? First off, let me reset. How you guys doing today, Nate? You okay? I like that shirt. Yeah, man. Brand new, man. I tell thanks, thanks to the, uh, you know, to the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys uh, club there, man. I mean, at the star, man. They, I, when I got yesterday, when I got into, you know, the studio over there at the star, I signed in everything. I, I sat down and. Hey, come this guy, you know, Kyle, bringing me a big bag of stuff. Like, hey, man, they, hey, they just sent you a bag of stuff, bunch of swag, so they want you to wear it on your shows and stuff. I said, well, hey, I tell you what, I sent the bag right over here. Full of Jesse. Full of stuff. <laughs> Did you get one, Jesse? <laughs> I, I haven't been to the star, but I'm hoping I got one over there. <laughs> yeah, I hope you got one over there, too, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you look good. Yeah, you look but, good. How you doing, Jesse? I feel good, man. I feel good. Uh this team, man, has the, it's still disjoint. It's still inconsistent. Uh, my hats off to Coach Philbin, uh, offensive line. They shuffled around. They moved around. They tried to do the best they could. Uh, just couldn't overcome that adversity, man. When you self-inflict wounds, you know, it's nothing Seattle did that wasn't expected. They even lost a few players. And uh, But self-inflicted wounds, man, is what's going to continue to kill the Cowboys. It's got to be a culture change over there of playing smarter. You know, there's one thing to play hard, play wide open. You know, it's always some guy, hey, man, we made it to the end, but you didn't win. So you got to get smarter. You got to get much, much smarter. Jesse, how you feeling today? I know, I, know, I know you like this team. I know you like this coach, man. Is this a hard one for you? Yeah, it's another one. You know, I, I told you guys, I, I've, I've been taking these losses way more personal than I normally do. I've normally have in the past, so uh, so yeah, I expected I expected so much more from this football team, and three weeks into the season, I've been let down. I've been disappointed. I've I've been, you know, it's it's like it's, I'm having the feeling, you know, when I was a young kid, you know, I would sit out on the porch and wait for my dad to come say he said he's gonna come pick me up. He never showed. And I'm having those feelings again. I'm feeling like my dad didn't come pick me up. I'm feeling like I had all these great expectations and hopes that I was getting ready to do some fun things with my dad, and he never showed up. And that's how I feel with this Cowboys team, that they're going to come out here this Sunday, and they're going to play inspired football, and they're going to give me some, some great excitement, and they never show up. 
the Cowboys are just like my dad. Wow. That's deep. Mm. That I'm is pretty damn. Let's try to, let's try to set it's up something. It's not that deep. Let's try to set up something. For real. Let's try to set up something. Psych, psychology wise. Brett Daniels know anybody over there? A psycho psychologist? Great Jess out of this? No. Wow, Jess? For real? Oh. Hey, Kurt Crowd, you see? I know. I'm like, man. pretty damn depressed now. I ain't lying, bro. I'm with you, Kurt. Wow. <laughs> Cowboys oh. are just like my dad. Oh, wow. you go get a wow. shirt made. I hope you didn't tweet that out. You're the whole nation. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, gonna have one of his shirts with marker on it tomorrow. It's gonna say Cowboys are just like my dad. Yeah. Wow, wow. Cowboys are just like my dad. They leave me yeah. sitting on the steps. Oh, Kurt, how wow, you feel? Oh, wow, I was feeling better. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to tell myself that, you know, we knew that the first three, four, five, six games, there was going to be a, a, a grace period. We were looking for grace. There was going to be a grace period. They need, you know, no preseason with a new coaching staff, no training camp or a truncated training camp, no OTAs. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to tell myself that there are positive signs. Uh, a lot of the damage done yesterday was self-inflicted, and that. You know, maybe, maybe they'll figure it out. The the scary part is, is we're seeing a lot of the same things we saw last year. But I'm trying to tell myself that the good times are ahead. Kurt, wait a minute. Kurt, you said you, you're trying to tell yourself there's a grace period. I'm looking at your at your win-loss record. You got them going one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, and one right out of the gate. You didn't think there was going to yeah. be any grace period. Well, you well, lied hey, to I had yourself. Them, I had them going uh, two and one out of the first three games. I thought they'd beat the Rams, but maybe the Rams are a little better than we thought. Maybe we're not as good as we thought, but I don't know. With the, with the schedule they got coming up, the next uh, five games, I have high hopes. They better make it. They better figure it out quick because they, they got to get it in the bank now. Okay, all right. Since Jesse just basically killed the show for the next 40 minutes. (laughs) Nate, you brought up a great point, and I think this is something we can turn a positive out of this. The adjustment of the offensive line in the middle of the game to move Zach Martin. They pulled a lineman because he wasn't performing. They shuffled some guys around. What did you think when you saw that? Uh, Just you kind of amazed because you thought the guy was hurt or whatever, but he just wasn't performing. I mean, and it started against Tack McKinley where things started going downhill, and it continued to go downhill. And so, uh, you know, you, you throw Zach out there, you move Looney to the right, and then you put uh, Biotis in, and they, they, they functioned. They functioned. They did some things. Uh, Ken Norton wasn't going to let him. He wasn't going to let Zeke run. And I was a little amazed that Zeke was dropping passes coming out of the backfield. But the offensive line as a whole, I mean, uh, they played – like the average other 28 teams in the league. I mean, they had their good moments and they, they had their bad moments. Uh, Connor Williams is Connor Williams. Uh, I'm not. Which is not a good thing. Yeah, I, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't given up hope. But he's not, he's not, he's not a starter. He's a guy. He's a depth guy. And if Connor McGovern can't make a move, man. Uh, it sets it sets you back as a team because you have to have more consistency. I, I I'm more concerned about the inside three. If you got consistency on the inside three, 
you can play ball. You can survive in the NFL. But if you have no consistency where you can't stop the flow up in the middle, where the quarterback can't step up and put his 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 bottom legs into this to these throws that he need for this accuracy, you hurting. I mean, we can make adjustments on the outside, but it's the, it's the inside that's uh I think in the end that's gonna gonna kill us if if Connor don't pick his game up. Jesse, what, what do hard... you think it said? Is it? <clears throat> Go ahead, Kurt. Say what, uh, Kurt? What well, is that? Just a hard adjustment as a lineman to to make those kind of moves in game. Uh. These guys have function at different positions, not a lot of reps. Uh, you know, Looney has played some center because he's the swing center and guard. I mean, when that when we before we lost Travis. So he's played these positions. What's called just good enough athlete. Zach Martin is just great enough athlete that he can move out the tackle and hold his own. Now, do we know whether he can do this week in, week out against the best in the league? We don't know. We don't. We hope to never find out because yeah. Lyle supposed to be back. We can fix the offensive line just by bringing back uh, Tyron and Lyle. Now we back. It, the, the, the line will be back in two or three series if we can just get a healthy offensive line. But well, Nate, not, I, I hate, I hate to be the I hate to be the bearer of bad, bad, bad news. Yeah. But I know <laughs> you coming. You started out that way, but I'm gonna finish up that way. <laughs> Mr. Jones came out. Uh, uh, not Stephen came out earlier today and said that uh, we're not getting Lyle Collins back this week. So he's uh, still he's he's still a little bit ways. Uh, this is what Mr. Stephen Jones said that that he's you know a, a couple weeks away from being back on the field. So you know there's still gonna be some shuffling around. Um, who knows what Tyron will look like, you know, this week in practice. Will he be back? But from from what Steven said earlier today, doesn't look like we're gonna get uh, Lyle Collins back this upcoming week. But see, I knew that how we did the whole practice facility for him, practice deal the whole year. I'm saying, how did this guy? They keep telling us that he's he's okay. Did he practice a day? Did he take off three days? He practiced a day. So this this, this was coming. Uh, wow! This season uh, so far has been a roller coaster. I can go possession by possession. I write it down as we go. As I think Jesse does the same, and you highlight each each uh, possession by each team and and, and what happened, man. And and it's just amazing how the Cowboys can be rolling defensively or offensively. All of a sudden, penalty, penalty, penalty. A bad mental breakdown. I have never seen. I've seen it once, but I've not seen it twice in the game where you being cover two defense. Both your safeties are sitting 15 yards back, and still a guy get behind these guys for 40 yards or more touchdown. I, I, I've never seen that, Jesse. I've never seen that. Not in two deep safety, and you got a guy <laughs> running behind you not once, but yeah. twice, and both your safeties are standing there. Looking at crossing routes and looking at the in the backfield, that is, I, is that just poor explain communication. That, Jesse. Is that poor P- communication? Poor. I, 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 I'm asking Jesse. Jesse has seen it more than me. This this ain't no commu- Like if I'm in cover two, I'm in cover two. There's nothing to be communicated. I, mm-hmm. I I gotta be over the top. Nothing. I gotta be deeper than the deepest. And and far too often we're seeing guys. Just staring in the backfield. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what their awareness is. I don't know what they're looking at. 
But, you know, there are fast receivers coming at you. You might want to start getting some depth. You might want to start getting over the top uh, and not letting these guys behind you. But it's, it's, been, it's been frustrating to watch. And, of course, you know the, you know, the, the, the Earl Thomas mob. They're coming at you. They're coming at you uh, in all different ways. You know, bringing Earl Thomas, bringing Earl Thomas, bringing Earl Thomas. And I'm just like, that, that ain't the answer. That ain't that ain't the answer to me. Uh, again, this is still a player who, at three weeks into this season, I looked at the numbers this morning. Yes, the the, the Seattle gives up 330 yards passing. Then you have teams like Atlanta who give up 380 yards, and you have teams. I mean, you got multiple teams who are at the bottom of this league and giving up passing yards, and they ain't calling him in either. They ain't called him in for a workout. So there's something that is being said. That's something that we don't know. You know, and Mr. Jones came out this morning when they asked him on the radio about, you know, were they going to bring in some defensive back hope, uh, help, or, or maybe an Earl Thomas? And he said, he said, not right now. He said, that's a no. We, we like, we, we, we want to work with the guys that we have and continue to get better with the guys that we have. So, you know, Earl Thomas is not my pick. Um, I, I don't, I don't think he is the savior that everyone thinks he'll be, but. This team, they, they, they have to get better, man. They have to get better in a lot of phases, man. Offensively, defensively, and special teams. Far too often we keep hearing the same. This team is undisciplined. This team is wildly very, undisciplined. Very, Th- very. This team uh, at times are confused. Uh, and, we're, and we're not talking about a young bunch here. You know, we, we're not talking about a young bunch. This team is, this is, a, this is for the most part, they're young pieces. But for the most part, this is a, a veteran football team. And, and in addition to them being undisciplined, they, they seem to be confused and, and they just seem to be at times just, and I don't, when I say this, I, I don't, I'm not saying this in attacking anyone's personal intelligence, but just flat out, this is, this is a stupid football team. This is a dumb football team. And I, and, I, and again, I say this, I'm not attacking anyone's personally in, you know, intelligence, but you watch these games and you're saying, how do we make these same dumb mistakes over and over and over again? You know, these stupid mistakes over and over and over again, shooting ourselves in the foot, you know, giving up big plays, missing big opportunities, not being able to cover, not being in the right gaps. I mean, at some point in time, you know, you, you got to start looking at the man in the mirror. You got to start saying, you know, maybe it's us. Maybe it's us. We're making all these excuses about 100 different other things. Well, maybe it's us. Maybe we're the ones who are not going out here doing what we're supposed to do uh, to put ourselves in position to win these football games. The, 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 thing, the thing that gets you the most is they on the, they on the goal line. They on the one. And our, our, Trayvon Diggs walks up to the line. They're on the one, defending their one-yard line. He walks up to the line. Tyler Lockett walks up to him. Tyler Lockett looking look at him. Trayvon is looking in our backfield. He's looking at the quarterback. That kid just went on straight out. Quarterback looked at up, just popped it out there. Trayvon should know better. <laughs> well, we said that- Trayvon got to play that man. He got to play that man. He got to play that man. Is that correct, Jesse? He got to play that man. Yep. We said that McCarthy coming in would, would bring more discipline, that that was the problem under Garrett. These guys just weren't held accountable. They're making stupid mistakes. Well, we're still seeing it. So is this still an old culture that's still trying to be changed, or are we not getting what we had hoped? 
if I was in the locker room or if we had more access to talk to the players or get with, you know, to get with these guys, if y'all see Mickey or somebody walking in the locker room that may have an opportunity to talk to these guys, you got to you got to touch them and ask them because what we're seeing, you know, is not smart football. You know, like I said, to be beat in cover two not once, but twice, and I mean, Troy Aikman is just blaring it. Like, oh my God, what in the world? <laughs> I mean, this is one I own, man. <laughs> just, and I'm saying to myself, and they're showing it over and over and over. And sometimes you have to say as a prayer, like Jesse said, if I'm Xavier Woods, if I'm uh, the other kid, Thompson, I'd have walked up to my defensive line and said, y'all, I understand. But you know what? I ain't coming up. A- ain't nobody else getting back behind me. You know. But it happened not once but twice. And it, and it wasn't nice. It costs you. It costs you. Let's take our first break. So much more to get into and talk about after the, the heart-wrenching loss in Seattle. Thought we might have another comeback from behind victory and just didn't materialize. Jesse's dad showed up and stole all <laughs> the fun and enjoyment out of Saturday. Everybody's texting me and tweeting me now. I didn't mean for it to be a sombering is your dad situation. Is your name Daddy Dontario Poe? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Tate Lawrence because he don't show up either. Oh, we'll talk about that uh, and a lot more when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. Ontario Daddy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their Elevation Tumblers? And Otterbox Elevation Tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meat. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. 
hanging with the boys. Welcome back to the SWBC Mortgage Living Room, Frisco, Texas. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just 20 bucks. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United. And for all you dads out there that can't make it to pick your kids up, buy them a DCU membership. It might make them feel a little bit better. All right. Jesse, Jesse I, know, had- I, I know you work I know you work quite well with Make-A-Wish Foundation, brother. Make some of these kids happy, bro. For real. That's I'm why, like, that's why I do my charity every year, man. I'm going to tell you to Ms. Emily Robinson. Yeah, Ms. Emily. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. All right. Let's Nate, tell us about the locker room again, man, so that we can share, <laughs> no. share the moments. No. Share the story. Tell, uh, hey, tell that was about, almost the most depressing in the empty stadium, man. <laughs> oh, man. Man, oh, man. Well, let's let's pick a bright spot. Alden Smith uh, playing yes. like a pro bowler. All American defensive lineman that's you know been out of the game for so long. I mean that's that's one bright spot on the defense, right? I mean we can talk, we can say some positive uh, things about Alvin, uh, right? And you know what? Antoine Woods started to, to make a little impact yesterday. Yeah, he was him nice him on some bit. runs, some run defense. So uh, Antoine Woods is starting to pick up his game. He's starting to be that guy I saw his rookie year when he was hungry. And won't and, and won't it? And he's starting to pick up his game. And as long as they keep him around 35, 40 plays or less, I think he can continue that pace all through the season. Uh, when I, when I when I look at things, I try to I always try to uh, get a positive spin out of it. Uh, Alden Smith, if he can keep this up, maybe he can bring along some other guys and and, and get them going in the right direction. But. As Jesse alluded to, and I and I try to say in a softer way, this is all about film room work. When you're a not a, a, a physically gifted talent, the equalizer is the film room, and learning and learning. Okay, it's third and this, this, and this. What does this player like? What can I put myself in a better position? Can I have an understanding of what's happening here? And and that is where we don't do well as a defense. We don't put ourselves in position, and, and and I hate to go back to this, but it is the truth. It happened twice. We're in cover two. The first one, okay, we made a mistake. The second one should have never, in a thousand years, in that game at least, should have never happened. It's no way that happens twice. That is that is a player not being aware of what's happening because you can't say both safety saying, "Well, I was looking at the crossing guy, and that was my guy." How? Because your only job is to be as deep as the deepest player in your quarter. Is I'm correct, Jess? As I'm misspeaking here. Yeah. No. And you're, yeah. And your half. Yeah. And your half. Yeah. Well, what do you like? You know, Bucky Brooks said in his kind of game scouting report afterwards that he thinks the complex defensive schemes are creating confusion. And and Diggs said after the game that you know they needed better communication. Like you said, um, Nate. Even Aikman was talking about how they looked confused out there. I mean. Do they need to dumb it down? Are these guys, are they not knowing where they're supposed to go because they're trying to make it too complex? You know, uh, I, I think Nick Saban runs a lot of pro-style coverages on the back end. Or he he gives his players a lot of uh, 
knowledge. So the young guys who are new to this is getting to learn this from day one. They get in to learn the way Coach Nolan and, his, and Harris wanted on the back end. The new guys should be able to absorb it quicker because you've been in the league. You, you, you know just a basic cover two up, a basic quarters, as Jesse would say, that's four across, you know, basic, you know, you know the basics. Now you're just adding on a piece here and a piece there and learning some terminology. Your only job, as Coach, as Coach Johnson used to say, you're not in college. You have no classes. Your only job, and that's why he, he loved guys who loved football and who loved film work. Your only job, your only job is to study film and practice. And that's your job. It, it should never, you should never be considered not a smart football player because of lack of film work or effort. Let your physical skills say, okay, he can't do this, or he can't do that. Don't let this up here say, wow, this is the most talented guy in the world. He see two deep safeties. He's still going to try to run deep. Well, you know, that just ain't right, man. But are there, you know, explain, as a football idiot, explain this to me. When you have two safeties back there, is one always going to play deep and one not, or do, can it vary on each play? You know, when a play starts, should they know, okay, I've got to go deep, or you've got to go deep, or is it always set, okay, I'm going deep on this play? Unless these players have got something going on on that field that the coaches don't know about and we don't know about, maybe they got something going deep. Maybe they, try, maybe they say, okay, we've seen this and we're going to jump this. But if you got a receiver that's on a on a 15-yard crossing route right in front of you, you got a receiver going down going down the middle. It's somebody underneath supposed to have that guy. Cuz you got to take that guy that's streaking down the field. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess I'm just asking though, how do you know that your partner, your other safety, isn't going to take that guy streaking down the field. Does it depend on what side of the field it on? Does you, it depend on who it is? Because, because each, 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 each guy has coverage, a half. Each coverage, you have a portion of the field that you should have to cover, right? Okay. And guys know when you when you when you begin your count from the receivers. When receivers line up, you go, that's receiver one, that's two, that's three, that's four. You you, you do your count that way, and everybody has a responsibility. Everyone has a responsibility in their assignment and it's it's if 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 i'm in cover two and i have anything on this half of the field nothing behind me nothing behind me i got linebackers dropping and i got i got linebackers dropping right they 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 got the hook i got my my my, my cornerbacks to the outside they got the flats i got everything coming to me my little you know if you're in a tampa two my middle linebacker, he's going to drop down to the middle of the field and he's going to intercept anything coming across the middle of the field. He's going to start leaning more towards the strong side first because that's just where the linebackers drop. So he's going to open up and drop to the strong side, but then settle in the middle of the field while he's dropping and you guys are going to have over the top. There's no excuse and no reason if you're in a cover two that anyone should get behind you. Mm -hmm. and, and not at all. Like not, there is no excuse for that. There, there is none. Then you are in the backfield peeking, doing something that you had no business doing. And and Nate's absolutely right when it comes down to it. 
yes, you have your family, but this is your job. This is your job. This is what you get paid a boatload of money to do. You get paid in 16 weeks what most people don't make in years of working their regular nine to five. So if you can't line up and know, you know, this is too complex or this is too complex. Jalen Smith, you talking about simplify. You've been here for, for multiple years in this league. You have a fundamental knowledge of what a base coverage defense is and what your keys are and where you should be. You know, uh, Xavier Woods, same thing for you. you. You're not a rookie. This is year three, four for you. You got a bunch of guys who are on this field who have played a ton of snaps so when you start talking about things are confusing and things, it's cover two. If it's cover two, it's cover two. There ain't nothing confusing about that. Nobody should get behind you. Um, but like I said earlier, and I, and I wasn't attacking you know anyone, the personal intelligence. But but you, what you're seeing, you're, you're seeing a, you're seeing a dumb football team. You're seeing a stupid football team who who can't have these problems happening time and time again, and expect for them to be a a successful unit. If All I right, let's turn. Go ahead, on Chris. I'm, I'm excuse going beard. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm I'm just going to go to break, but we got a couple minutes. Go ahead. You know, uh, I give you example, man. In the first half, second quarter, Seahawks get the ball. Cowboys get a sack on Wilson, but it was negated because. Uh, Worley got a holding penalty. Mm -hmm. Then they come back. Worley gets the interception. But they have to bring that back because he got a holding penalty. Then you get, get Carr in the end zone for another holding penalty. Yeah, it was bad. All this, three. Th this should not happen. This should – you're in the game. And all of a sudden they score – and take it up to 20, 20, uh, 23 to whatever. That 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 shouldn't happen. Not three holding three penalties. Yeah. Yes. That shouldn't happen. You're hurting yourself. All right. A lot of that. Go ahead, Kurt. No, I just said they did a lot of that hurting themselves. Oh. Gotcha. All right, let's take our last break. I'm getting depressed on this show. Let's try to pick it up a little bit. Is there anything? <laughs> when we come back this last segment, Jesse, I want you to start since you killed the show today. Give me one positive thing, one thing that we can do the last segment on that's uplifting and will make us feel better going into Tuesday. And then we'll All go right. around. We'll go around. They found the his daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just did a national APB and they found his daddy. Well, they found him. They found the dead man because he's been dead for a long time. So they need to go, whoever they found, they need, they need to go get him your mind, man. That was no, in my mind. Whoever they found, somebody else missing a daddy because mom been dead for a long time. So take him back to where he was at. We'll be right back. Hang it with the boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers 
dollars at otterbox.com it's football season and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family you want the best meat on your grill pettigene meats makes the best hot dogs the pettigene griller or the all beef franks will score to complete that tailgate meal pettigene meats has hickory smoked sausage hot links polish sausage and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around available at your local retailer and a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek, let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Tour AT&T Stadium, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. The locker room, the field, and so much more. Tours are presented by SeatGeek, and they're available daily. Visit attstadium.com for details. And we're going to try to take the last 12 minutes of the show to bring you back up out of the gutter and the ditch that Jesse kicked you into immediately when the show started. So we will give him the opportunity to, to pick one bright spot if he can find it. He's going to have to dig deep. One bright spot or two if you have it. Of the game okay. on Sunday. Go ahead, Jesse. What you probably already known, but it's just being reassured week in and week out, we have a quarterback. We have a quarterback that should have been paid whatever he asked for in the offseason. And the sad part about it is, is that so much pressure is going to be put on him to be perfect. Dak Prescott, with what he's been given has to go out there and literally be flawless every single time he takes a snap because he isn't getting much from anywhere else. But he went out there and, and, and again, put this team on his back. We had zero running game. Zero. Ken Norman had none. But I told you guys that a week ago. I said they, they're going to commit to stopping one thing and say, you know what, we'll take our chances in this shootout. And, and, and Dak was, now, I don't want him throwing the ball 57 times. I mean, that's the most any quarterback has thrown the ball this year. Prior to that, it was Matt Ryan who threw the ball 54 times. I don't think Dak being a 54-attempt uh, quarterback a, a, a game is a, that's going to yield results of success. But had almost 500 yards passing. Uh, you know, three touchdowns. He had, you know, he had the one late pick at a pick earlier in the game, but he literally has to be flawless each and every week. And he made some throws in this game. I mean, some, I mean, he dropped them in the bucket. 
So the bright spot is is that we have a quarterback, and by the end of this year, he's going to he's going to require a heavy bag, and that's encouraging. That's encouraging because you're starting to see more of the Dak Prescott that we wanted to see. What you know, I, people say let Russ cook. I'm saying let Dak deal, and when you let, when you let him get into tempo and you let him deal, you got a damn good quarterback. It's just so unfortunate that. Um, you don't have a solid offensive line and you don't have a defense that can stop anybody that can give them extra possessions that can hold a lead if he gives you one or give them a chance to get a league uh, because they're giving up points every time they touch the field. So it makes it it literally makes it you know so hard for him not to go out there and saying, I, I can't afford to mess up. And, and if a quarterback begins to play that scenario in his mind. Then you start pressing, you start doing things that may be a little bit out of character because you're saying, well, I, I know that we're not going to get a stop on defense. But right now, man, he's playing he's playing some high-quality top five-ish uh, football right now. Is he getting I mean, better say, each week? Yeah, man. I'm going to tell you something, man. This kid is nice. He's special. Yes, he can't come out in this third quarter knowing that's a big quarter for the Seahawks and, and what happened to him. Connor got beat quick and he uh you know through that you know the strip sack and those things like that you, you wish wouldn't happen or the or the interception that was early in the game you wish wouldn't happen but uh we knew we knew that uh he won't have to throw the ball. And guess what fellas? Cleveland coming in here running. And they ain't going to stop running. And so if they get a lead with that defense they got, uh, it may come down again that he has to, has to try to win the game. But what they have to do defensively and offensively is play smarter. Maybe maybe coming out uh, – and I hate – and we need to blitz more on defense – I mean, you can't blitz on defense. They don't know what the hell they're doing in the back end. So if you're going to blitz up front, you need some people in the back end that's going to be a little uh, okay. bit more intelligent well, I'm, I'm and be able to play somebody. I'm going to tell you can't, why. And that, I'm that, that, you herein why. lies I'm the problem. You, you don't have a, you don't have a, a uh -huh. unit of guys who, who can intelligently play the game of football so you find yourself strapped. How is it to say that like when we played in the streets, hey, man, Jesse, you got him. Nate, you got him. But, hey, he faster than they me. They can't do it. You got cover two. You learn cover two as a DB in Little League. You got, hey, you got this half. Dog, you got this half. Don't let one nothing on behind one, you. Jesse. You don't have to think when it's one-on-one. -on -one. You just just play, man. <laughs> we ain't been you doing that good either. As, as well as people want to talk about the young boy uh, 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 Diggs playing well, that's two weeks in a row that he didn't got smoked. He didn't got smoked. A couple times in this game. And I ain't talking about just one or two steps. You know, D and, and he got bailed out two weeks in a row. Julio Jones, 9.99% of the time, makes that catch. Uh, 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 DK Metcalf, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. I don't know how he thought. I, I don't know if he thought he was close to the end zone or that or that Diggs gave up. He running. had beat him so. Now, if he, but the way he figured is, you know, he had beat him so. But you know what, Jess? I'll tell it right here. What do they play? I'm trying to get pressure to get the ball back. You send a cover two. What do they do? Is everything got to just stay cover two? We just stay cover two all the time. And what do we do? 
You might have to. You might say, you know, we're going to stay covered too, keep everything in front of us, supposedly keep everything in front of us, <laughs> rally and tackle, and hope that they throw an incompletion or that they drop the ball and we put them right. in third long and hopefully Alden Smith or someone can get pressure with our front four, which is probably highly unlikely on a consistent basis, and, and, and we go that way because, you know, trying to apply you know pressure for majority of the game, I just got a, I got a bad feeling that – you know that that's that's and now maybe for the next two games maybe against the football Cleveland. team from Washington and maybe from against Cleveland because they don't have two bright of quarterbacks anyway. But Baker Mayfield he can loft one up to Odell Beckham or, or Jarvis Landry or one of those tight ends. Uh, Dwayne Haskins he gonna throw the ball to you regardless. He, he, he ain't, <laughs> I'm not worried about him as a quarterback. But when we start talking about bringing in Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray gonna make you pay because if you miss him. He gonna throw it down the field. Or he gonna run by you, and so th- that's that's the thing that that comes into play, man. Is that you want to blitz and you want to get pressure with more than just your front four. Problem is, you've been struggling on the back end for guys simply being able to communicate what the coverage is supposed to be or getting beat at the line of scrimmage. And now you got a guy running butt naked down the, down the middle of the field. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked Jesse to point out a bright spot because that last. Yeah, I was going to say that went before we went, that went right back, back in the, the ditch quick. Close to because of the bright spots, it's bright spots. Dude running butt naked. Everybody. <laughs> Kurt, was there was there a bright spot for you? Well, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to be positive in that. You know, here's a, this team. You know, they're. Struggling on defense, their offensive line's banged up, there's poor communication, maybe they're still trying to figure out the coaching. I mean, all these problems, and yet they went into Seattle and played one of the toughest teams in the NFL, maybe the best team in the NFL, we don't know yet, and they hung with them. I mean, they had the lead late, despite all those problems. So I think that a lot of the issues in Seattle, as far as losing the game, were self-inflicted. I mean, the turnovers... Terrible penalties at bad times. Special teams plays poor again. You know, I'd like to think yeah, that the talent. I'd like to think that you know that it's there. This team can be good. They just kind of got to get out of their own way. So I'm trying to stay positive in that regard. That they could make some noise. It also doesn't hurt. They play in the uh, worst t- division in football, so they 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 could make the playoffs. <laughs> and by and that's what I was telling guys just after the show. You fellas, I said the silver lining is ugly as this silver lining is, as dingy and gray as this silver lining is. You still tied for first place out of three weeks in man, the that's, NFC. That's you, crap, you, man. That's crap. I, 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 that's no, crap. Bro, you know what? That's crap, you, man. Let me say that that's crap. No, 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 no. I, 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 I know you. I know you. I on a downer this this day, but no, but 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 if, if why is it that we have to rely on that? Well, at least we play in a bad division. I, I, I don't have to rely on it, Jesse. I don't have to rely on it. It's reality. Whether you want to believe it or not, <laughs> the Cowboys are second in a crappy, sorry division. I'm not saying that's good. But for the guys who are your fantasy leaguers and all this and winning divisions and all, that's where they at. That's where they at, Jesse. And I'm I, with you. Does, does it make you a, feel good? Does it make you feel good? No, it don't make you feel good. But that's I where you at. As this season eight, goes eight. along, they'll figure some things out and they'll get better. I mean, they they obviously showed they can play with some of the best teams, and I I think they can get there. They're just you know they're not there yet. But they have the luxury of being in such a bad division that they're not going to get out of the race early. They can maybe, you know, tiptoe their way through some of these landmines. 
and, and get, be still be in a place where once they do figure it out, hopefully they will figure it out, they'll be in a place where they can make some noise. Yeah, I mean, you had them at 10 and 6, Jess. Right? 11, 11 and 5. 11 and 5. 11, 11 and 5. Yep. Is, you, is you still feeling that way? Uh, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. So you want to have – you want to have – we didn't even a quarter of the season, Jess. We can't start readjusting this soon. No, nah, I'm, I'm still hanging on, but I just my, – my, my, my feeling isn't the same. My excitement isn't the same. I'm, I mean, I'm watching a team go so, out here oh, and oh, literally so, play backyard football. Like, that's what they're oh. literally playing. They're, they're playing backyard football. Like, Dak threw the ball 57 times. Like, how realistic is that? That's, that's some backyard football stuff. And, yeah, I get it. You got to do what you got to do to win football games. But we can't, we can't rely on that. We can't rely on – Dak throwing the ball for 475 yards each week, 57 times. We can't, we can't rely on that, man. We, we, can't, we can't sit out here and think we're going to be able to go out here and just being able to just uh, – uh, uh, we, we ain't built like that. We, we, ain't, built, we ain't built like that. We, we ain't built like that. And, and we may limp our way into the playoffs, but if that's the case, then you know what's going to happen? We're going to get in the playoffs and we're going to get our, our head beat in on the first round. Cause we ain't played nobody, we ain't, we ain't faced nothing all year long. We, cause we got we in a crappy division. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, so I understand, just so that's that's putting this in its proper perspective. The Dallas Cowboys are my dad. That's what that's yeah, what they are. They they sell you all these dreams. They sell you these hopes. They sell you these hopes and dreams, right. son. Oh. I'm coming to pick you up, son. We're gonna go to the park, son. We're gonna have a great time, son. Don't worry about it. I got you. All these marvelous things, and I sit on the porch and I wait, and the clock ticks and it ticks and it ticks. And I know that we live in a crappy it's environment, so, oh. but I hope that she's gonna come, and he never shows up. And so the first few weeks, your dad had told you that you was on the porch. The next few weeks, you was looking out the window. And the next few weeks, you didn't. You didn't. Go I didn't even go out there. <laughs> I ain't even go out there. You I know ain't what? Pack my overnight bag or nothing. You know what the, the the saddest part, the most dep- the What's most that? depressing part of this whole show, is the voice of re the voice of reason has turned into the voice of the Cowboys fan. He is a true Cowboys fan now because that's how they all feel. They all oh, feel like man. they get left on the front porch day oh, in man, my, every I Sunday. Get phone thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, I wish hey, I could say what, I enjoyed this, but this was miserable. I hope tomorrow is a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> this was terrible. Hey, we got not nice. We got nice and grace coming up on Friday, Jesse. Please don't ruin that. Right? We got we got pick me up. Don't pick me up. Lie to me again. <laughs> All right, fellas. Nate, Jesse, Kurt, Christine. Thank you, boys. We will be back tomorrow. Let's pick Jesse up. Let's pick with the voice Jesse of the fans. Somebody get him off the porch tomorrow. Hang in with the boys. We'll be back. I'm going to my therapist right now. Uh, oh, Jesse, that was This great. has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!